0: Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez. I'm here with Ivan Ocampo. Hello. And Eric Calvino. Hello, hello. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about a little bit of politics stuff, a little bit of movie stuff, a little bit of sports stuff, and also we're smoking something by A.J. Fernandez uh, in a size that I'm a fan of. All that and more on the other side of this. Message from episode sponsor Drew Estate. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense plantation grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture. The Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fábrica Drew Estate, blended by Willie Herrera and presented in five vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. This episode's featured cigar is the Bellas Artes Maduro in Lancero. So, Bellas Artes, of course, made by A.J. Fernandez, uh, as it says on the secondary band, which is always nice. I appreciate when manufacturers who don't name their cigars after themselves let you know who they are.
1: Give a little heads up.
0: It's a little, you know, nice little tidbit there for the uninitiated. Uh, but people who spend even just a little bit of time in cigar shops are, I'm sure by now, familiar with had this because this has become very quickly one of his more popular uh, brands. For sure. So this is... Not a Nicaraguan puro, which we smoke a lot of, I think. Uh, this could just be in my head, but I think if we went back and counted a lot of Nicaraguan puros uh, on the podcast. This one though is it's got a bunch of stuff. so it's got a wrapper the the Maduro wrapper is Brazilian. the binder's Nicaraguan, and then the fillers got tobaccos from Nicaragua, Honduras, and Brazil. And um, you,
1: you remember the Toro of this cigar was number six, right? On our top twenty-five uh, last year, right? I forgot that was the Maduro. Yeah, that was um, this exact one, just in a Toro, not in this uh, pretty Lancero. awesome format. I, I love it too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so into it.
0: Yeah, especially with this with these Brazilian Maduro rappers. Like, of course, yeah, we can just go over. It's gonna feel like old hat to people who smoke and listen to this plenty. But Lancero, of course, there's always new new yeah. listeners. The thinner you go in ring gauge, the more of a role the um, the rapper plays in your experience of the cigar. So here, you should be feeling more of that Brazilian Maduro wrapper than in other sizes. Uh, Ivan, I think, yeah, we've we've all gotten pretty far into it. How are you feeling about it?
2: I feel good. I mean, visually, it's very appealing to me. I mean, it's a very dark uh, Maduro. It plays beautifully with that, like, gold band. uh, Smoking, it has a lot of sweetness, so it's not overpowering. It's got balance. It's nice
0: uh so i didn 't mention this is a the it 's in the lancero range of course, but to be specific it 's a seven by forty and at least one price that I found for it was eighty nine ninety five for a box of ten so right around nine bucks per lancero uh
1: and it 's a did you mention it earlier i don 't know it's box pressed i don 't think I did say that, so did. that does you know yeah. it, if also i don 't know box press feels nice uh especially in a format like this so but uh I agree with you. Ivan. the uh, the look of that dark Maduro with the gold band, it does it does look like a like they go together. Yeah, you know, it's like beautifully uh, paired with the with the colors. But uh, but not in terms of the flavors themselves. You know, I feel a little more strength out of this format than I do out of the out of what I remember from the Toro. Mm-hmm. If you retrohale it. You'll feel, a little. It'll give you some. Yeah. Well, and aside from it'll that, give you a little bit of the business.
0: A little bit of the business. Uh, that would be a good name for a cigar. The business. The business. You know who would do that? Matt Booth would do that. He would call a cigar oh, the yeah. business. Yeah. That just. I may have just given him a new brand. I'd love for AJ to name a cigar the business, though. Just to hear him <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> I mean, and not to single him out. There are a lot of people in the industry. I would love to hear talk about the business. Yeah. Um. All right. So we will return to this cigar later on in the show in the meantime we're going to talk about leg hair specifically joe biden's leg hair to set this up i will play a clip of joe biden speaking why
1: joe I saw
0: that made me aware when i was in law school proudly for holloway proudly for your dad first african-american state senator in the state of
2: in the state of delaware everything about
1: And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that that
0: that that that, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. they look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Hi
1: Joe. <laughs> i love kids jumping on my lap so i i don't know what
0: he means by roaches what are the roaches he's yeah where did the roaches come i don't know and also so it, is is the whole like where are they doing that to his leg hairs is it they want to see it none come of back it up none up? of it makes sense because it,
2: they're blonde they want to see him come right back up so they reach in there
0: and really <laughs> they rub it down and rub it down i love that they don't just rub his leg they rub his leg down which is like the down adds an extra <laughs> layer of you know, because anytime I, when you rub
1: something, it's very different from rubbing it down. You know what I love in that clip is the kids on the, his lap. The, No, the <laughs> kids' reactions as he's saying all of this nonsense. Because the adults, they want to believe in whatever he's selling. Uh-huh. So the adults are gonna, they're gonna cheer for whatever he has to say because they're they're all in, right? But the kids aren't. The kids don't know. So the kids, like you'll see that, like the kid, the little girl next to him, she looks up like. Like that that's kinda weird. You know, like as he's talking about his hairy legs. She's like, Okay. What are you talking about, sir? Yeah. It's uh super weird. I, I also uh God, where was
0: this? This was in um Well Oh this sounded is like a, Delaware. No, right? you know what actually I'm wrong. This was a clip from twenty seventeen. Oh so it's just Nick. surfacing
1: now. Oh, Nick, I but, thought this was a new thing. I thought this was a new thing too, but people are only talking about it now. Uh yeah, then then this this, this whole segment has been a sham. But it's becoming an
0: issue now and also at about the same time that he did uh unleash nibblegate on all of us. Have you seen about nibblegate? Okay, so nibblegate this is just one of those things that's like and this is sure this is not from 20 This is absolutely uh this is absolutely new and at a campaign event. So Joe
1: Biden Obviously, like I have an excuse. I've been in China, Nick. I know, I know. But in China,
0: you would think that they'd be all over this, this uh, nibbling and and hair stuff. (laughs) Why? Uh, Just because they want to make the uh, they want to embarrass America. Okay. Uh, So at this event, Joe Biden's uh, wife is speaking at the podium, and she's gesturing, you know, very obtusely with her hands. And Joe Biden sees an opportunity. He is within striking distance and goes for the kill. Oh. <laughs> and as she's talking, just starts nibbling on her finger.
1: Yeah, what the
0: hell, Joe? So, uh <laughs> I kind of feel bad for him. Because the nibble, the nibble I kind of get. Because she was like gesturing and it was like a thing. Because like her hand was right in his face. And it was like, okay, let me make a joke of how wildly she's gesturing. I'll just bite the finger. Right. I kind of get it. Yeah. But... In light of what he's been through. All the other
1: stuff. Dude, chill out. Just don't do anything. In light of the hairy legs and the kids sitting on my lap and...
0: The hair sniffing.
1: The, the hair sniffing and the back massages on ladies that don't want them. Yeah. Just 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 chill out there. Chill out. Just chill out on the, on the stage. So, uh,
0: yeah, I don't know what else there is to say about that, but I will say uh, I appreciate the entertainment value of Joe oh, Biden. Oh, no doubt about it. And I also like the Joe Biden controversies... People freak out about him too much, probably. Yeah. But I like that they're not, like, the divisive kind. Like, everybody else is running around it, being a we communist. We can all have fun with this one. Yeah, they're being communists, or it's about kids in cages. This guy's nibbling on people and talking about his leg hairs. I'm into it. I think we need more leg hair and finger nibbling controversies.
1: I, I do dig that. And, and listen, the fact that he doesn't stop doing it, at least there's a genuineness to this weirdo. That's, that's the real hit. right. Uh, that is not an act. So, have you ever nibbled on a finger? Listen, in the heat of passion, all all fingers are are fair game. <laughs> that is a joke.
0: All fingers are fair game. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's 2019. You can't discriminate against certain fingers. No, go well, on, yeah. Um, all right. So that's it. Just keep an eye out that's for Joe it. Biden. That's what we got in other presidential race news, though. Kamala Harris, and this is uh, this was announced. Mere this hours. Is, okay. Right. Before we recorded. So this. breaking news here. Breaking for us. Ivan, give us
2: that.
0: I was gonna give you the horn. Uh... <laughs> nice. Okay. Now it's <laughs> it official. <laughs> I think we gotta get that machine checked out. <laughs> uh get the tech the tech department in here. Uh so Kamala Harris has dropped out of the race. Um where did you guys sit in like where she was in your preference of Democrats? I don't get the sense that anybody here was like itching to vote for a Democrat no selection but
1: no uh she, she just never had anything to say yeah which was one I, of her problems i imagine that was the big problem right uh, there's just nothing you you you're not you're not fighting for any cause and that's and that's hard it's right. hard when you got people up there um you know fighting for <laughs> socialism like yeah. bernie Sanders. that is the benefit of being a bernie sanders is you know you got you have a podium to stand on and so i, I don't think she had anything
2: i mean so. she was Big into the free healthcare, right?
1: Yeah, that I don't. Was one yeah. of her
2: big. Uh, I just don't know if she had a solution. Yeah, but that's not a revolutionary
1: it. because that, you know no, no, that's been. I
2: know, but that was one of her things.
0: Yeah, I mean the the only one that's really come out with any kind of a plan in any detail is Elizabeth Warren and it's a horrible take, plan because how could it be a good plan it's a terrible idea you can't have a great plan to implement a terrible idea i think yeah which is why even bernie sanders and maybe bernie maybe he doesn't have a plan but if he has one he's not letting you in on it and he's the one who feels strongest strongest about it yeah uh so anyway she's out and it also doesn't help that in that debate tulsi gabbard and people who have been in the harris campaign have come out and like said yeah that tulsi gabbard moment or multiple moments like tulsi gabbard was the the death nail.
1: Did Uh, she like out Kamala Kamala? No, it was more like her calling her out like Tulsi Gabbard. No, but I mean that, that, you know, what Kamala brought is, is uh, cause she's very smart that she is. Yeah. She's very intelligent uh, and very quick. Right. When it comes to, to coming up with answers to things on debates and things she was until Tulsi Gabbard. Right. And then she kind of, was maybe a little bit better on stage, maybe a little bit more intelligent in her answers. So
0: Yeah, I I think Tulsi Gabbard, it'll be interesting to see who, because if you're you're serious about it, there's an element of like, now I have to take somebody out. I'm not on top, so I have to figure out who I'm going to remove here. Yeah, you got to chop wood. Tulsi Gabbard looks like she's tough to contend with, just in the sense that, and I don't know, this is just my personal feeling. I don't see myself voting for her, but just in likability terms, She's the one who seems... It's like her and Bernie Sanders are the two who seem like they're honest, at least. And they don't have any problem going around just like, yeah, this is what I think of you. And if that that's tough to deal with because these people aren't used to that. It's sort of like what Trump was doing. Mm-hmm. There's a certain parallel there. Like, Trump had no problem saying whatever was coming to his mind and he wasn't making any of those calculations. She's doing that. She also just sounds a little smarter about it. Yep. It'll be interesting to see who she puts her her crosshairs on next. Um where are you on the on the Tulsi Gabbard Tulsi's uh Hawaii?
2: Correct, yeah. And Kamala California? I think so, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her base was much bigger. Uh, I don't know funding-wise. Yeah. How they stand, but yeah, I mean Tulsi looks
0: I don't see her winning, yeah, in no, terms of course, money and all that. But yeah, very approachable veteran.
2: That's right. She's got some military support
1: um she was national guard i i think she's national guard now oh so she was active or whatever she was you have to right whatever she was
0: before she deployed but she was with a a medical unit uh and then for sure she's national guard now because i think it was something like that during the campaign she had to take however many weeks off to go and like
1: yeah that's why i remembered it
0: yeah spend whatever time on a base to like keep her status or whatever um so anyway yeah it'll be interesting to see where she turns next Um. I don't know. I think it's tough to deal with. I I watched. Uh, she's been on Joe Rogan's podcast twice now. Once by herself, and once as a guest with uh, Jocko Willink, who's a much more conservative guy. But he's got this. Uh, he's got a popular podcast. He's like, sort of maybe ins- SEAL dude. Yeah, like inspirational military yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Just listening to that, I, I find myself thinking like, none of these people sound like this. Like she's having a normal conversation for yeah. an hour and a half or longer. So, anyway. Uh, Viva La Vida. They're a sponsor of this podcast. Yes, they they're are. They're not running for president. Nope. nope but they're also not going to drop out anytime soon. So, so Viva- there's that.
1: There's that positive. Viva La Vida's
0: brothers, Billy and Gus Faqui, former owners of the cigar in retail shops in New York City, have put their years of experience serving a broad range of cigar smokers into their new cigar company, Artesano del Tobacco. Their first release... Viva la Vida is a Nicaraguan Puro produced at the A.J. Fernandez factory, which also produces the cigar that is featured on this episode of the podcast. Correct. Yes, sir. Viva la Vida is available in five Vitolas, a 65 by 54 Torpedo, a 6 by 54 Toro, a 6 by 60 Gran Toro, and a 5 by 54 Robusto, as well as a limited edition Diademas Finas, which is a beautifully made Perfecto that's 65 by 52. Prices range from $10.50 for the Robusto up to $14.50 for that limited edition Diademas Finas. The cigars are not only made by AJ e. Fernandez but are also distributed by him. So, Viva la Vida cigars are only available in brick and mortar cigar shops. Ask your local retailer for Viva la Vida or look them up at www.artesano del That's A R T E S A N O. D E L so Artesano del and then tobacco in English, Artesano del Tobacco.net. You can also connect with them via their Facebook and Instagram profiles at artesano del Tobacco. Speaking of AJ Fernandez, let's come back to this cigar. Uh, because I think especially in the case of a Lancero, since it kind of burns hotter, the for me anyway, the that flavor sort of like builds the build sure. graph is a little steeper. Too, yeah. Uh so how are you guys feeling about it?
1: I'm loving it uh I love the the kind of i don't know if it's chocolate or dark chocolate It's tough when you have a, a cigar that's so dark so you automatic you know, and like you think the, you're gonna get that little bit of bitterness you're already thinking of of uh, of dark chocolate but uh but yeah that that chocolate with the like cedar and pepper combination really nice okay like I, and i i when a cigar has got this much pepper. I need it to be balanced. Yep. Otherwise, I really, I just don't enjoy them when they're over the top. Pepper. This is a really nice level of pepper with, I think, an equal amount of chocolate, and then a, an underlying wood, maybe cedar, uh, note in the background. Maybe some nuts as well. Yeah. So, really enjoyable smoke. I don't know how many of these they make. This was uh, this is from a box that was given to me. Uh, the last time I visited uh, AJ's warehouse, because they know how much we love Lanceros, they just gave it to us to smoke. Not even like you know, do whatever the hell you want with these things. Yeah, and so I decided today we will smoke them. But man, super enjoyable. If if you can find this in your local retailer, I would, I would recommend it in a heartbeat. You Definitely two? one of my
2: favorite AJ products. Yeah, for sure. It's it's awesome. It's got a it's a little firecracker. It's got a little bit of that
0: pepper. I told you, yeah, yeah.
2: When you retrohale it, it's crack like,
0: crack hey, hello. But so much complexity to it. I also like that there's chocolate on the finish too, which is not, a lot of times that fades pretty quickly, but especially with a cigar that's peppery, I like that the chocolate and some of that sweetness uh, lingers for a bit. Uh, and like you said, there is there is that cedar, which plays nicely. It's not something that you see all the time. Because like, uh, it's usually overpowered.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's probably why you don't get a lot of that. Usually overpowered by the heavy chocolate and pepper, but here it it manages to come through nicely. Yeah, really nice. Uh, and when I say pepper, by the way, just for the people out there, it's not spice. It does this isn't a, a spicy cigar. Mm-hmm. It's literally the flavor of pepper, of like black pepper. So it's not it's not a it's not a a, a spice that bothers you or tingles your. Nose. It doesn't do any of that. Yeah, it's not like punchy or no, not at all. Uh, yeah, so. I, I did want to like clarify that when I, when we say pepper, we don't mean spice, right? Yeah. So yeah. spice, I think we would be talking more about like a, like a hot pepper mm-hmm. or something that, that burns a little bit or that stings a little bit on your tongue. This does none of that. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super into it and maybe we'll come back to it before the end of the podcast. Speaking of punchy things. Mm. Conor McGregor's comeback. I love your segways. Yeah, I'm on my comeback, uh, my segway game here today.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we had one show after a layoff, and that mm-hmm. was a little bit bumpy in the road. But I think now you're back, buddy. I mean, I'm glad to see uh, back glad like... to see your segway game is strong again. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe the turkey did it. Did the turkey help? Yeah. Maybe the turkey <laughs> helped. That's, That's really what it, I'm, I'm crazy running, amount of turkey. Still running on uh,
0: turkey fumes on tryptophan, tryptophan fumes. Uh, So Conor McGregor, that was announced pretty recently that he will be making his comeback. He has not fought since that whole Khabib debacle. Uh, And by debacle, I just mean that the fight didn't go well for him and neither did the whole after fight thing go well for the UFC. That was back in October 2018, which is crazy. I think like with these fight sports, time seems like it goes by much faster. Incredibly. Because you sort of, like, it's maybe a week in between events, whereas, like, NBA, NFL, like, there's just, during the season, there's stuff happening constantly, you have a clearer sense of time, like, oh, yeah, it was two seasons ago, or two Super Bowls ago, Uh, it's nuts that that happened that long ago, it was a full year. Refresh my memory,
2: his last fight was the loss to Khabib, where he jumped out of the cage. Well, yeah,
0: Khabib, yeah, Khabib jumps out first. Right, right, and, right. right. Yeah, correct. That was his last. Strike. That was the last one. Yeah,
2: where he gets knocked
0: out by Khabib, or did he gets go- su- submitted. Submitted, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, he gets submitted by Khabib. Khabib jumps out, goes after Dylan Dennis who was uh one of his like uh, training partners, um, and so he's coming back January 18th when there wasn't supposed to be an event at all. But this, you know, but has he has
2: he been suspended or he just took some time off?
0: No, I, I think he was suspended. Uh initially but but that was yeah that was done Uh, the issue was more with like visa related things because of all the more like criminal issues uh so uh but eventually they got all that worked out you figure with there's the amount of money that's going to be on the line just in pay-per-views and what have you um or i guess they haven't announced it yet i don't know whether this is a pay-per-view event or a straight to espn plus thing but he is the main event on a card that they basically added to the calendar specifically because he was coming back uh, and he'll be fighting Donald Cerrone, uh, to me. And maybe I'm the only one who like follows this stuff closely enough. I think this is a pretty interesting fight. Not super consequential because, uh, Cerrone is like in the twilight of his career. Yeah. Uh, he's not even that old, but he's just like beat up. He's taking a beating. Yeah. Cause he just fights so much.
1: Yeah. Um, so... and he's not like, uh, he's not shifty and you know, he doesn't dodge a lot of punches. Whoa, yeah. Look at you. No, I've only seen a guy, but I've seen a guy a couple times. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's part of his and thing. He's just like, like the hard ass who, you know, I'm like just like the Rocky Marciano of yeah. uh, of UFC. He's just going in there and just, all right, you're going to have to knock me down.
0: And he's fighting several times a year. And I mean, he's like, you know, mid to late 30s. I think he's maybe 36, 37. Uh, but he has like the, yeah, he has like every like UFC that. record that doesn't involve like Wins. win percentage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, has, this,
1: has this cleared up? Mm. I hope it has. Oh, the eye thing. You remember yeah. that? Jesus Christ! But but he d- he does have, I think, the most wins. He so just what doesn't... Ivan was showing, just because people were probably right. wondering what the hell was he showing. Was the the image of Cerrone? That was his last fight, or fight, I mean, fight that was the last, last. last fight I saw. I think, yeah, fight before last, where he his right eye, yeah, looks, yeah, like it's, it's not ever gonna come not back to normal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. It looks like okay, you'll never see out of that eye again, yeah. sir and we did talk about it here so that like in oh, case that's right.
0: Right. well no but in case you didn't hear that episode PSA uh if you break your nose i didn't know this before this happened to this guy don't blow your nose
1: yes that's right that's when it blew up yeah yeah
0: so like, again he was like ready to keep going you yeah, know plenty of guys fight with broken noses but apparently the last thing
1: you're supposed to do is blow your nose let me ask you what would so you are in you're the you're the fight doctor here okay <laughs> of this uh of this triumvirate uh you've been punched you know, to a pulp yeah. on your face. You've got blood all up, all up in your nose. Yeah. You can't breathe. You need to expel that. Are you going? Swab it. You're going up. Swab it. You're going. No, he's about to. He, that's it. He's no, the no. The the corners. You're out of your corner. Now you're in there, and that's when he does it. Right. He goes and he blows out yeah. his nose, and that's what puffs up his his eye. Should he had gone up and then out? I think you just breathe through your mouth. Just go mouth. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta mouth breathe. Because I mean, even if you go,
0: yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can. I could be wrong. I don't know what the move is, but if I'm guessing now with my lack of experience with fighting, broken I was with a broken asking nose, you because you're the most experienced. But yeah, I, 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 I'm not. But if I had to be fighting with a broken nose, and I've seen this happen to Donald Cerrone, and assuming that I remember all this in the heat of in that, that moment, moment, yeah. Because uh, who knows, I, I may break may my nose. You may nibble a finger. <laughs> yeah, I may fall off my boosted board tomorrow, break my nose, and still blow it like an idiot. Um, but uh, but yeah, I would guess that it's just a mouth-breathing fight for the rest of that time, mm. is my guess. Uh, mm. But who knows? Maybe I'm maybe wrong. Uh, but anyway, it is still an interesting fight, because Cerrone has not looked great in his last two fights, but part of it was that, but he was in that fight. I mean, he was still scrapping. But they all, he's, he fought two of the best guys in that division in his last two fights. But he's still, like, you know, a legitimate top 10 guy. I don't know whether he's actually ranked there, but he's a guy who could go up against, you know, anybody in the top 10 and have a fighter's chance or a puncher's chance. Um, the other interesting thing about this is that McGregor has been uh champ at, well, at, um, sorry, at uh, light and Feather. featherweight, and he's coming back at 170. So the speculation is that he's in a hurry to catch Masvidal. Uh, which, catch a flying knee from Masvidal? Maybe catch a <laughs> flying knee. I mean, that would be an interesting fact because they're both strikers, right? So that's like, I think that that's part of why Khabib is everybody's kryptonized. Like, nobody's seen that. Yeah. That guy that's like, if the he's inside of a foot of me, yeah, I'm super done. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. 170 uh, will be an interesting place to see this guy uh, moving forward. So anyway, January 18th, I'm going to be watching that. Probably goes without saying to anybody who's like heard this because I recommend these fights all the time. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. nothing else, just for like the story aspect of it, like McGregor's one of the biggest names in sports. If he wins this fight, for sure they're gonna hype the shit out of anything he does after that.
1: Um, fake fighting. Have you wait, have you no. <clears throat> uh, have you bought any of his uh whiskey? I haven't, uh have I think I think maybe it? I had a glass. You think maybe you had a glass? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had it. Wasn't that memorable? If you no, no, it's just
0: it's just so. I think it's just okay. I don't honestly, I don't remember whether I had it. I know that like I've been in the same room as it a few times. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The the okay, Kamala. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I didn't inhale. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, like for example, I almost ordered it. At, uh, what is the name of the. It's still not saying anything. No, no, at the, at the, the cigar bar in Phoenix. Uh, uh Fox? Fox, yes. Yeah. I was there and I was about to have some because I saw it on the shelf and the GM there was like, yeah, don't do that. It's. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was like, it's just Oh, you that guy under
1: the bus right now. Conor McGregor's coming after him. Oh, man. Watch out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, besides that, I'm not a huge
0: Irish whiskey person to begin with. Yeah. Like, who is, right? Like, mm, the Irish. The uh, other, <laughs> right, the <Okay>. Irish. <laughs> All right. Um, and even the Irish, they're probably just
1: pretending. Uh, no, listen. When I lived in New York and and uh, and hung out with a lot of Irishmen, The funds were low. Uh, no, no, funds turned. were actually is that who you all time when high. Your
0: funds are low. Irish people turn to no. my no, no
1: Irish whiskey. <laughs> no, no way. No, they don't. They uh, they love that stuff. They love the powers and uh, all What's, those. So Talmore. Do so I have yeah? more do is the cheaper one. more Jameson, Jameson. They're a little bit cheaper. Jamo. uh What's, and, like, a uh, top-of-the-line... Like, if I'm at a bar and I see this Irish whiskey...
0: Yeah, try Powers. It's, Powers? It's one of the ones I like. I've never had Powers. So, now I know. If I see Powers, that's what I'm going for.
1: If you see Powers, you are in an Irish place. In a very Irish place. Okay. You won't find it in will South I, Beach. Will I find it at an Irish place in Miami, though? Yeah. 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 If if it's owned or operated by real Irish... Bennegan's. They will have it. Benigans? Yeah, no, not Benigans. <laughs> Flanagan's, maybe?
0: My favorite restaurant. That's right. Yeah. You had, yeah, you had, This was like a security question or something. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was
1: telling them What? It
2: was great. <laughs> I called in customer service to a bank or something and they were asking me for my pin number and I had no idea what I had set up when I first opened the account. So I said all these wrong codes and they're like, okay, can you answer this question? And they're like, what's your favorite restaurant? And I'm like, oh my God. Like, what am I, I have no idea what I could have possibly... Have said at the yeah. time when I opened this, and I said Flanagan's, and he goes,
1: "That's right, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I just had that for lunch today." If I you love it, that's an odd security. I've never been asked me neither, because it's such a like. You your answer changes yeah. constantly, oh, that's right? So that's not that's not a good one. Is, is it your favorite restaurant though? At one point is, in it, his yeah. life, <laughs>
0: if you account for, for consistency, security.
2: it's a very I I do consider one of my favorite restaurants. Yeah. But there's different categories. But right. overall... I in do, its category. I, yes.
1: Yeah. It, just like in its category. In its category, it beats everybody. Yeah.
0: But
2: overall, I mean, it's not going to compete with like, you know.
1: So in in its category, are you're calling its category the sports bar category? Bar and grill, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. In terms of uh, sports bar food? Yeah. Really, but it's not... It's, really tough to but I Okay. It's the best... Sports bar
2: food, but I don't think it's sports bar food because they have so much seafood options and yeah. you know, things like that. And then they mm. also have great drink specials and
1: it's a it's how much a, are they paying you? They're like Shell Lumber now. Shell
0: Lumber. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Ivan has two sponsors. yeah <laughs> One more is gonna beat us out here. Yeah. Uh <laughs> oh. all right. So Happy uh, hour today, five to seven. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's meal deals. I will say if you're if you're if you're traveling in Miami and you want like a sports hey, it bar actually Miami. They go
1: all the way up to Broward and oh, maybe right, even yeah, South yeah. Palm Beach,
0: but it's a very like South Florida yeah. place without really being all that South Florida in look. Like you're in there and you're not,
1: ah, uh, except for I mean yeah. uh, the walls are lined with pictures of Joe fishing. Sure, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Black Widow, new movie. Uh,
0: that the trailer just came out again today, as I believe, just before we started recording this podcast.
1: We are breaking news here today. So
0: much breaking news around here. Look <laughs> how excited <laughs> Petey is about this. <laughs> that, that was much, I think we fixed the machine. Um, so Black Widow, uh, of course, starring Scarlett Johansson. If you've watched all these Marvel things, you know that uh, she is a recurring character. Also, I think the least interesting character. Maybe I think even less interesting than Hawkeye the bow and arrow guy. Because at least he's interesting. as I like, like you rhymed it, though. Hawkeye he's the bone arrow.
1: arrow guy. What's his name? like Bill Bob Nye, Nye the science guy. Huh? Hawkeye? Jeremy Renner? Right, Renner? Jeremy yeah, Renner. Oh, I can't
0: stand that guy. Bill Nye the science the guy? Is that the other... <laughs> the actor.
1: <laughs> the other character? Oh, oh you don't like what, the actor? What, what, what's your
2: beef with Jeremy Renner? He just doesn't look like a superhero to me. Oh.
1: No, what's no. It? But that's part it's of what perfect I... perfect in Hurt Locker. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's the only other movie I'm remembering right now. Uh...
0: But, I mean, I, I think he's even more interesting because it's just so silly to me that that character exists, that there's a bow and arrow guy in the mix. The whole
1: thing is silly, Nick. It's comic
0: books. I know, but even in that context, it's like there's people flying around. She's got All guns. All I've got is a bow and arrow. Yeah, she's got guns. She's got a bow and arrow. Like, how many arrows could you possibly carry around? You're, you're doesn't make a lot of sense arrows, man. I guess so. Uh, but anyway, so she's in this movie that the whole thing is just about her character, the interesting thing to me is that What's-His-Face from Stranger Things is in it. Yeah. Uh, who is like... Hopper. Yeah, Hopper from Stranger Hopper, Things. Hopper, Hopper, No, no, Hopper, Hopper. Yeah. And I, I just kind of hope that this is leading to a spin-off of a movie just about that character. So he plays, uh, which I'd never heard of this before until I saw this trailer, the Red Guardian, who is like the Soviet equivalent of Captain America, which I think would be an interesting premise for a movie. So I'm hoping that this is building to that.
2: This is yeah. sounding like the Ryan Reynolds uh, yes. superhero. Green Lantern? Ooh, did I just say the wrong actor? Or are you Deadpool? thinking Deadpool? Deadpool, yeah. Okay. It is Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, did yeah, both. Yeah. But w- why? How is it like Deadpool? Because they seem like the same kind of actor. Like, they oh, have okay. a very adult, uh, funny angle to them, so it'll appeal to adults and kids, and, you know.
0: Yeah. I and know. I, from what little I gathered from the trailer, I also like that it's not another origin story it's more of like a present day she has to go back so like hopper has apparently
1: gained some weight mm-hmm. from
0: so like you're kind of learning about where this character came from there's
1: a little bit of origin because you're learning about i mean just from the trailer also right uh, yeah. you're learning about her family right like her, they're sitting at the table at one shot there mm-hmm. in one scene so yeah there's a little bit of that origin element but you're right it's not an origin story right 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 so anyway that's coming if you're a
0: fan or not why don't you tweet us at Cigar Snob Mag? Tell us whether this is something that's interesting to you. On the one hand, it looks more compelling to me than like uh, not to compare the two female superhero things, but Wonder Woman. I don't find that interesting at all. Uh, this seems interesting. There's actors who I think are you know probably going to
1: take it in directions that I will enjoy a little more. Well, I, I think that Wonder Woman, what you got though, was a multi generational audience. Right. That you know the. The people of of my age, uh, the girls that uh, that grew up watching Wonder Woman, uh, at my age now get to see a new, more, uh, better effects version right. of Wonder Woman. What do the dads get to see in that? The good looking women,
0: super hot
1: yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? Who that, was who played the original? The Israeli. Uh, no, not the original. But or, oh, or the, the older oh, sorry, one. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the one. Now, what's her name? Uh, was it Linda Blair? Yeah. It was no, right, Linda, no. Blair Linda Carter. Linda Carter, Carter. Linda. and he was a, <laughs> it was a Linda. Linda Blair, Blair was Poltergeist, right? Or <laughs> yeah, no, not Poltergeist. Exorcist. Exorcist. Uh,
0: so here's a question: Gal, <laughs> Gal, Gal Gadot or
1: Linda Carter? Gal. No, yeah, my God, yeah, yeah. she was. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, I know that this is not in the show notes, but hey. the Carolina Panthers just fired Riverboat Ron. Really? Ron Rivera. Yeah. Later. There you go. I just wanted to add my own breaking news. You know, you guys are breaking news all over the place. I didn't have anything. So,
0: uh, sorry to Riverboat Ron.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's terrible.
0: You know, hope you land on your feet. (laughs) Uh, I'll be fine. Wonder Woman had a flying car. Apparently, that's not a big deal anymore.
1: No. No. No, they're, They're everywhere. Her car was invisible, though. But we're on our way there.
0: Ivan, you submitted this particular story. Tell us about this flying car. And also, do you want one? No, I
2: don't want one, but it's about time we got it, right? I remember being a little kid and thinking everyone's getting. Yeah, we're all all going to get flying cars in the year 2000. And it's 2020 now, and we still don't have any. So. Finally, we get one. Uh, it doesn't look like a flying car. It looks like a helicopter that can ri- that can drive on the road if need be. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't really um, feel like
1: what a flying car should feel like, right? Right. And um,
2: I would not trust getting in that thing at all. I don't know if, if anybody's seen the video clips, but it's going to um, well, debut here at this art, art show. Week. Yep. Art Week here in Miami uh, where it's flying in. Uh, I'll be nowhere near... The Paramount? The <laughs> where Paramount it's where, it's <laughs> where it's flying into.
1: Well, you said, uh, I don't know if anyone's seen it, fly, but I don't think anyone's seen it fly other than the people building it because all the videos you find online seem to be renderings. Hmm. So I think tonight is the first night that the public gets to see it fly. It's crazy.
2: Don't trust this thing at all. This is uh, very similar to um, that little plane that, was that picture? Roy Halliday crashed in. Which oh. is like, yeah, it's this like super.
1: Was it the Cirrus?
2: It's it's a little prop jet plane for one person that they were selling that was like super cheap. You can buy it on Amazon type deal. <laughs> it's it's like the uh, it's like the prosumer version of like a camera where now they make like something that anybody can buy. Uh, this seems like the same exact thing, and I wouldn't trust it at all. Is that
1: all. the the Cirrus? personal yeah. jet i think it yeah. was like a vision jet or yeah. something like that yeah it's about the same size as this
2: thing but this thing is a helicopter which is harder to fly <laughs> so i don't know who the hell is gonna buy this thing
1: uh i don't know yeah no it doesn't it doesn't look uh, all that safe but back to your point about we all thought that by now we'd be you know flying around in cars yeah yeah it, when we were kids blade runner comes out and the movie takes place in 2019 Right in this dystopian future where yeah, everything crazy. is, and yet yeah, they had to <laughs> rewrite it for 2049 because it's like, all right, well, let's let's kick the can down the line a little more because it hasn't really blown up yet. Just I, re-
2: I remember being um, in Action Park, New Jersey. Oh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't New Jersey, it was New York Action Park, which is they've made a movie out of it. It was like the craziest theme park you could ever go to where people were like dying. I never went week. to it. Oh, it was amazing. So I remember being. At this park and not being able to get on one of the rides because I wasn't tall enough. And I vividly remember my dad telling me, listen, don't worry. When you're old enough, you'll be able to fly a car. And I was like, God, you're probably right. I'll get All over right, not cool. being." Yeah, no cool. Problem. No problem. Here I am, 44 years old, still haven't flown in a car. No, But I can go to the Paramount
1: tonight. Yes, you can. And you won't. <laughs> and I won't. So, Nick? Right. The
0: distant future, the distant future. It is the distant future.
1: The year two thousand. We are. just came to mind. The distant future of the year two thousand. That's funny because when he was saying that he couldn't ride that because he wasn't tall enough, the thing that popped into my head was I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller. But <laughs> but no, you came up with something else. We, have motor-
2: we do have motorized skateboards though. That we, we do. do
1: have
0: welcome to the future, everybody. <laughs> uh yeah. Um, by the way, update. Uh, I am almost fully recovered. I think. In the yeah, soldier. you're not wearing the sling. Not wearing the sling. I do still feel like a little <laughs> bit of uh, a little bit of discomfort uh, with certain motions, but uh, but I'm on my way back. And I got lights for the boosted
1: board. Lights.
0: Fancy. Oh, I got. There's headlights in the front. Red, you know, rear-facing lights, and then lights on the. Are helmet. they like
1: brake lights that when you press the brake they turn on, or are no. they always on?
0: No, that would be yeah. extra special. Yeah, but I would like for people to see me all the time, not just when I'm braking. Yeah, um, not just as I'm flying over your hood when you <laughs> right. hit me. Yeah.
1: The blinged-out board. Yes. So, so uh, this is an aftermarket product sold by Boosted, or did you, or is this no, like Mopar? This is uh, this is from Shred Lights. Ooh. I I
0: do very little shredding, but I do want the lights. So, uh, they work pretty well. they added some mounts to the board, and then the lights slide in there so they can slide out pretty easily, and they charge with USB. Uh, I put a, I put a sticker. That's oh. a Shred Light sticker. Oh, so. That's it. You're official now. That's right. Yeah. Now people see me, and they're like, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: guy. He's got a National Rifle Association. Yeah. My collection
0: here is pretty good, actually. So, yeah, I got a, I got my Shred Light sticker. This is all in the back of my laptop. A, uh... Uh, An NRA sticker. That also gets me looks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got my Bancom Podcast sticker, Cigar Snob down here. And then uh, Captain Kush. I don't know if you know about Captain Kush. No, I don't. So Captain Kush, people should follow him. Captain Kush, (coughs) Captain with a K, then K-U-S-H. I forget whether there's like underscores or or whatever on Instagram. But that is the superhero alter ego of uh, Matt Kusher, who owns Kush Hospitality. So if you're looking for... Food recommendations. Basically, he's a superhero who travels around Miami and checks out restaurants and other cool things. Okay. Uh, and I think he just went with the weed because his name is Kush. Kush. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so there's that. Check out Captain Kush. I have a sticker. Uh, speaking of restaurants, the James Beard Award nomination process is uh, is happening. The deadline for ordinary diners like you and me to submit recommendations for chef and restaurant awards just passed the day before we recorded this. However, uh, you still have time to submit recommendations at jamesbeard.org for awards in the uh, journalism and probably what you have more experience with if you're a restaurant person or a foodie or whatever you like calling yourself, the design category which I think is something that people don't talk a whole lot about unless there's, yep. like, some really over-the-top thing. Uh, but they do give awards for restaurant design. Um, Flanagan's. So, <laughs> Flan- I mean, Flanagan's does have a very distinct design, you know? They got, uh, they got the pictures of uh, of Joe fishing and all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> Joe's got a
2: great shot of, like,
0: a grouper on his... He's got, like, a grouper hat on. You know that one, yep, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a famous one. They they put it in every one of them. I think it'd be great to launch, like, a everybody nominate flanagan's for the design for the design <laughs> award at the james beard foundation
1: schmooze get on it
0: <laughs> uh so yeah that's and it is something though that i think that we pay some attention to not just with restaurants but yeah. with cigar lounges and stuff um i'm not exactly sure where we want to go with that discussion but are there places that when you think of and let's think let's lump cigar uh lounges into this just because that's also our bread and butter but are there places that stand out to you in all the many places that we've visited that setting aside things like service and selection, selection. Yeah. design is its own thing uh
1: that stand out to you in that Down off of Geneva
0: yeah for sure uh, yeah
1: i mean it's it's got that like clean european look uh to them which makes them stand out yeah. here because here uh here being the us obviously we we think of cigar lounges as you know uh big leather couches and yeah. th- and things like that and the wood paneling, or or something like that, on the walls, and and Davidoffs are not like that, right? So I agree. I think they stand out in that way. Uh, I like uh, Nat Sherman Townhouse because mm-hmm. it has that like a feel. You're almost in someone's house. Yeah. So it, so I like that element of it. Like the cigars are like in drawers and yeah, very uh, like old New York too. Yeah. So I I, I have there's a soft spot, uh, you know, for that place. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else.
0: Honorable mention, I go
2: um, Arturo Fuente Club in the DR.
1: Oh no! I think if we were talking about uh, outside the US, for sure. Yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't expanded outside of the US, but no, Arturo Fuente cigar club is badass. It, it is worth a visit if you're a if you're a fan. Uh, Santo Domingo is a is a pretty good place to be anyway. So. Uh, yeah, that place is badass. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. these are only U.S., right? Uh, uh.
0: Yeah. So yeah, James Beard. But they're also not giving it to cigars. They're shops. not giving it. To so we, cigar we might as well room. lump them in there. Um, a, a restaurant. Not necessarily because I can't think of any better. But for some reason, the one that keeps popping into my head is uh, Ivan and I were there. Amalfi, the place that's over. And actually, red phone booth is a pretty cool design too. Uh, red phone booth is a very cool looking place. But then Amalfi, the pizza shop that's right above. It's the same owners as the cigar mm-hmm. as the cigar bar. Uh. Is very cool because yeah. it's, like, very high ceilings, but it still feels, like, kind of intimate. They managed to pull off the industrial, like, exposed brick, but also a lot of, like, plants without it feeling weird. And then they have these two massive uh pizza ovens that supposedly had to be, like, craned in through the ceiling of the building. So that's a place that jumps out to my mind. It hadn't occurred to me now when I, until I was saying it that they also have a very well-designed uh cigar bar downstairs with a very small selection. So I think that's a good example, right? Like, it's not a place that I would necessarily recommend to somebody who wants to go somewhere where they have their absolute pick of the litter and be absolutely certain that there's something in stock that you always smoke. But if what you want is to be flexible on what you're smoking, because I've got a small humidor, but be in like one of the most comfortable, like coolest cigar bars that I've been in, red foamed within in Atlanta. Uh, they also, and this is to some degree a design choice, there's no TVs in there. And the seating all sort of capitalizes on like almost forcing you to be
1: a social human being, yeah, uh, which is cool. So
0: let's throw out that on Twitter also.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I also pop as you talk about uh, that red phone booth. I'm thinking of stanza, stanza Cigari in Boston. Interesting in that way too. Not a yeah. not a great selection of cigars, at least not last time. Right, but one of the only places you can smoke cigars indoors in Boston. Right, and uh, and a funky cool. Designed to the place.
0: Yeah, and it kind of feels like you're in a basement speakeasy. Yep. Like, even though there's nothing secret about it, just the way that it feels, you feel like, oh, I know something that nobody else knows. And
1: it's dark, and... yeah. Yeah.
0: Um... So, so there's that. Let us know at Cigar Snob Mag. That's a good one. Places that you are into the... the, the what's a good one? The uh, Stanza? No, the no, idea a, of the asking The idea of oh, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. some feedback. Yeah, yeah, and there may very well be... I mean, I'm sure there are obviously a lot of places we haven't been to. So especially... I mean, let us know wherever you are, but especially if you're like not in a major, major market. I think we've pretty much covered all the ground there is to cover in places like New York and Dallas and L.A., uh, but... Maybe there's places that we don't know. How
1: about the the bus that you were in in Seattle? That's right. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know how much design work went into the bus at uh, at Rain City Cigars, yeah. uh, for those who are not aware. So Seattle is one of the most restrictive cigar markets in terms of the smoking regulations in the country. And the people at Rain City, uh, the way that they've worked around the fact that you can't have cigar smoking around any employees is that they have a, uh, a bus, a very small bus. Uh, out in the like parking lot. Like a short bus. Like a short bus, exactly. Uh, and the only person associated with the store who's allowed in there is the owner. So if you spend enough on cigars, and it's not, it's a nominal, like maybe 15 bucks, I think. Don't quote me on that, but it's if uh, that's off, it's not far off. Uh, and that gets you a day membership in the private lounge, which is a bus, uh, where the <laughs> ashtrays are old soup cans. Uh, which, not quite a design choice, but it is a thing I like. There's something fun about ashing into soup cans, so there's that. Ivan maybe is not on board <laughs> with that idea, uh, but I am I think it's it's a story like how many places do you go that you know everything was just perfectly acceptable but unremarkable uh which is great like if if that's your regular spot, but if you're traveling, you want to come back with something like it's a story man, yeah, guess where I smoked in a bus with a soup can.
1: And who knows? Maybe they've updated. Ah, and, it, and it makes it it makes it makes real. And today, right. I think in today's world, we we kind of seek out the things that feel real.
0: Yeah. Well, so when we were in there... Or, you know, Andy, that
1: may be a dirty soup can. Right. But,
0: and, I mean, Andy and I were in there with uh, like four or five other guys. And, you know, these were people who... They were the regulars at the shop. They were like... And you knew like these were the real cigar smokers. And you almost kind of have to be if you're going to... Uh, if that's your idea of a good time, is like the only thing happening here is me and you and the cigar. That's one of the benefits there is if you go to Rain City Cigars and you go into the bus, you know that you're in there with people who just really like cigars. Yeah. The uh, let me ask you. And, and by the way, this is not a knock on Rain City. The city's made it impossible for them. Yeah. They're li- like They're that's really the only option. Rain City's yeah. the the shop that has gone farthest in giving you a way to smoke without having to go back home. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, do they? Uh, how do you, How does that work during the winter? Because they do get a little bit of a winter up there. No idea, but pack a sweater just in case. Yeah. Or five. Uh, yeah,
0: I don't know how that works during the winter. I don't know what... those space heaters. I don't get the... It, yeah, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with those vinyl old bus seats. Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they make soup, and that's where they get the, you know, replacement ashtrays. There you go. Cook some soup, get a little burner in there, you're good to go. And you got an ashtray at the end of it. So... Uh, like I said, jamesbeard.org, uh, if you have something in your in your town, some place you're a regular at that you just really appreciate the design, it is a good way to like show a little love to, to that place, even if they don't end up winning or being nominated, because ultimately a committee is deciding all this stuff. But uh, my understanding is that this year they are going a little farther than they have in the past in accounting for diner recommendations.
1: Um, all right, so we are going to cut. Does, does a place like Alter here in Miami kind of like seal that up? I haven't been there uh but I've got to think that
0: that yeah a place like that that's like a you know very I, I haven't been but from what I know from photos and what have you it's like sort of an over the top uh club restaurant style mm-hmm. uh thing uh but yeah I have got to think that they're in the running at the very least yeah I would imagine yeah uh so <clears throat> org to make those recommendations and uh you know show a little love to a place you like we're going to cut to a another message from episode sponsored Drew Estate and then we'll be back with our parting recommendations. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture The Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fábrica Drew Estate, blended by Willie Herrera, and presented in five vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. All right, this is where we are wrapping up with our parting recommendations. This is where we let you know about things that we think you should eat, smoke, watch, read, do. Ivan, what you got?
2: So I watched The Irishman by Martin Scorsese. Uh, Netflix released this weekend. I don't think that's been a secret. Uh, It's been published everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I was able to carve out three and a half hours of my time to watch it. So it was a... uh, You're not getting much work done these days. It was a long (laughs) film uh, over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, But I enjoyed it tremendously. It's a great movie. It's the story of... um, uh, His name is Frank Sheeran was one of um i guess you can say jimmy hoffa's uh like henchmen and hen- let's say henchman. uh yeah because that's basically what he was. the muscle a little bit of the muscle uh so it's a great story it's um based on a book uh written i forget the the author but it was the name of the book is called i paint houses uh which is in reference to you know yeah the mafia term for shooting somebody and the paint, the blood splattering on the wall. Yep. Uh, amazing cast. You got Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, uh, Ray Romano, um, saying the story, and it's 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 excellent. So yeah, yeah, I would. Definitely no, I definitely see
1: it. want to watch it. Uh, I, I every time I log into Netflix, it's, it's the first one up. Yeah. Yeah. Nonstop.
2: Sebastian Maniscalco, uh Maniscalco so makes a is in there yeah no it's not even a candidate. he's like a he's got a prominent role so
1: like in uh the Green Book is that was I think he was in that as well oh I don't know yeah well he's a he's a mob
2: boss and oh, yeah, yeah he's he's great the, the, the entire the casting was excellent well how they played everybody and and the story I mean it's just a again it's this one theory on how Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hoffa uh was killed cause he's missing. Right. Uh, yeah. and never been found. So it's, it's this one account of, of what happened. So it's very interesting.
0: Cool. Pretty cool. So uh, I have a bunch of recommendations that are like a three in one and of maybe, course. maybe you guys have stuff that you want to throw in here. So I, hmm. it, it occurred to me that, you know, we're coming up on, especially cause I, I always forget to set aside time on cyber Monday to do all that shopping stuff. Um, I didn't do any of that. I'm going to have to just buy things at full price, I guess. Yeah. Uh, But uh, a few things to keep in mind as you're shopping and also eating out, which a lot of people do around this time because you got like maybe you're out of town on a trip or whatever. So the three that I'm recommending are number one, Amazon Smile. So if you go to smile.amazon.com, when you shop on Amazon, uh, you can basically designate a nonprofit that a portion of your purchase goes to. Uh, I'm not sure whether the percentage varies or whatever, but uh, really it doesn't add any extra thing. No. You just go to, you start your shopping at smile.amazon.com and then, uh, you know, your stuff goes to that nonprofit. Then, uh, I don't know how you say this, Rakuten, Rakuten, uh, R-A-K-U-T-E-N, which you might've seen, I think all of us were seeing this on NBA jerseys for a while. Yeah, uh, Golden State Warriors. Right, right, right. Um, They have ads running now. They have ads running? Yeah. So this is, You go, you sign up and you just add a browser extension and every once in a while you just go buying something online and you get a little pop-up and hey, do you want to activate your however many percent uh, cash back for the time that you're doing your shopping today? And you obviously want to say yes and I think it's quarterly. Every quarter they'll just send you whatever you've accumulated, whether it's a nickel or 50 bucks or 500 bucks if you're going nuts. Uh, and I know that you when you signed
1: up I recommended it to you Eric and you, yeah. you what was it a hotel stay or something? I I've, I every anything you buy through Expedia uh-huh. uh goes through Rakuten uh Rakuten, Rakuten I don't yeah. know how again I also like you don't know how to pronounce it but uh but no yeah we buy a lot of travel and I'm the one that does it. So yeah, I've gotten I've gotten a few checks from them. Yeah. I, so I think to I haven't shared them with you guys but that's okay. <laughs> I,
0: I think to date uh I've read like 60 bucks. I don't know over how much time. Not a ton, but 60 bucks that I wasn't going to get back otherwise. So yeah. anyway, something to no, keep in mind. Question,
2: question. Yeah. Is there a dollar amount <clears throat> that they could pay you where you would allow Google to listen into to all your conversations at home, which they probably already do? You
1: probably already do, yeah.
2: They probably already do. Is there a dollar amount that you would accept to allow them
1: well, there's always a dollar
0: amount. Yeah, hundred percent. So that hundred percent,
2: a... there is, right?
0: Am I allowed? We're also assuming that I know this, and so then maybe there's certain things I don't say at home.
2: Sure. No. 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 You know it. You have to sign off. And okay, here's here's what you're going to be receiving every month. You would do it.
1: Yeah. 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 For sure. I'm just. It's a high dollar amount. High, what is it? Yeah. No, but it's a, a high dollar month. amount. It's, I'm not giving that away that five, cheaply. Five no, two fifty a month. Two hundred and fifty bucks a month. Yeah, I don't say a lot of controversial things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd take two fifty.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'd probably I,
1: have to go a little higher, but not, but not much.
0: Can I cancel my uh, surveillance <laughs> subscription later on? Like, can I do it for a month and then opt out?
1: Because <laughs> I can keep. Like, okay. I can. I, this is I, like, I can, Netflix, like Netflix. You just yeah, turn it yeah. off and on.
0: You know, I'll be like, you know what? For the month of February, I'm gonna say not sensitive things.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't even know what I'm saying, but I'm not saying anything. Yeah, uh, but back to Rakuten. I'm at. Uh, I've gotten back a couple hundred bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're booking for just, travel, yeah, and for just shopping, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. So
0: anyway, so do that, and then finally, Advantage Dining. Um. Uh, there's th- I. That's the only one that I have. I don't know whether other airlines have comparable things, but it's sort of similar, except it's all card based. So you uh, hook your existing cards up to this. And then there's a network of merchants, especially uh, restaurants and bars, that uh, it'll just detect that you've made a purchase yeah, at those places nothing. and you get you... miles back. So uh, you guys know that because of all this other stuff that I do with Mike Beltran I, and all of his restaurants are hooked up to that, um, The uh, all of uh, the Kush hospitality stuff that we just talked about. So at least in Miami, and I have to think in other major markets, especially if you're an American hub, uh, it's just miles coming into your advantage, miles, balance, all the time. Uh, So those are my three recommendations. I don't know if you have other things that you're plugged into that you want to throw into the mix as recommendations for the people.
1: Uh, No, but I did just find out yesterday from uh, Omar at, at AJ Fernandez that when you get an Amex gold card, so not the platinum, not the regular, the gold, you can choose two categories of your spending that you will get four times points for. So again, uh, I'm thinking of getting an Amex gold and then using it to buy all of our travel whenever we buy it and then getting the Rakuten and getting the four times points on it on Amex. So I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, so, thanks Omar, and I know he listens to the podcast. So, there you go. Uh, now, my recommend—that's not my recommendation because I haven't done it, so I don't know how well that works. But he swears by it. Uh, my recommendation is also from Netflix, which is Money Heist. It's a show that originated in Spain, and and it's been dubbed in English as Money Heist. And It's a cool series of uh, it's a it basically a a bank robbery, but not a bank. They they're robbing the mint and uh and, and just the plot is very cool about how well designed the heist was and when all the shit goes wrong and really well done i was impressed i i didn't think that you know we we never think that another country's cinema is is any good right we're always thinking hollywood no and uh well no <laughs> i know there's asian countries that have tremendous films but uh but spain was not a country that i thought would produce Something that, that I would enjoy in English. Uh, so, anyway, The Money Heist, I thought it was pretty good. Check it out. It's not too long either. Cool. So, Good stuff. All right, so with that, we are wrapping up.
0: You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. You can find past episodes at com slash podcast. Also, buy the print magazine or subscribe at cigarsnobmag.com. Go to the shop tab and you'll find all of that stuff there along with shirts that you can buy. Which are pretty cool. Uh, follow us all over the social media things at Cigar Snob Mag. Rate and review the podcast. Yep, we uh, we
1: also are coming up on finalizing Le Chong Challenge. Yeah, right? so we, we are. have a date. So it's gonna be February eighth. Yep, at the Intercontinental Miami. Yep. So once we have a, a place for you to buy tickets and 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 all of the information. Hey, now all the information that goes with it, we'll we'll post it and we'll let you guys know here on the podcast, but. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for February 8th, or set that aside on your calendar.
0: Mark them. Uh, So, yeah, keep an eye out. If you're following on social media, I'm sure we'll make all sorts of announcements there. Um, Do we have a giveaway going on right now that people should go to the
1: website for? Uh, We're about to give away uh, to promote the Puro Sabor, which is the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival. We're about to give away a box from, I want to say it was 2015, Puro Sabor. So it's the commemorative box that has all of the cigars that were given away during the festival. So uh, I think we're gonna be giving that away later this week. Cool or we'll, sorry, we'll we'll open the the giveaway uh, later this week. So cigarsnobmag.com slash Sabor. P-U-R-O S-A-P-O-R. I'll probably get that done in the next couple of days. Cool, good stuff. All right, so that's it. We're done. All right, have later, a nice, y'all. uh
0: have a nice uh, day, you know? All right, later. Good Bye. See you.